Hi, and welcome to She Is Wise, a podcast dedicated to braver, bolder, bigger conversations for women who want to change the world. I'm Ellie Bell, an empowerment coach passionate about supporting women to show up in the world as their best version of themselves. I'm a former corporate executive with a background working in professional sport and a qualified life coach working with women for the past four years. I've got two gorgeous little girls, which are the reason I'm so determined to change the way women are in the world. I have an incredible husband who encourages, supports and shapes my work in ways that prove that men have to be part of the solution. And I'm Erin Hodson, a psychic medium and spiritual healer who believes that for the world to be a place I'm grateful and proud to leave for my two young sons, change is necessary and that change must be led by women. My work is deeply rooted in ancestors and understanding who we come from and who we can become. I love exploring the spirituality of who we are and the intersection of that with our human experiences. We're two women who grew up on opposite sides of the world, but when we met, instantly recognized each other as kindred spirits, ready to make meaningful change in ourselves, each other, and the world around us. Now is the time for women to be brave, vulnerable, and bold, to explore what is really true for us and how we can make meaningful change in the world. Join us as we dive passionately into conversation about things that really matter, share lighthearted banter with each other, and dare to challenge what we've been told we can do, have, and be as women. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Shears Wise. Today, we're going to dive into the value of kindness, you know, to, to throw it up front um, and to just be able to have a conversation about what it really is. What does kindness actually mean? How does it vary from compassion and why it's something that actually we should probably place a bit more value on than we perhaps have done in the past or perhaps society even does. So to start us off, um, we'll just we'll just dive into like what is the difference between um compassion and kindness and it's a conversation that we've just literally had to try and sort of wrangle it out so i'm going to hand it straight over to erin for her to share what she thinks and um and then i will dive in with uh with my thoughts on the whole matter so go for it my friend oh how very kind of you um yeah i mean i think well what i came to in our sort of unpacking of it before we jumped into recording was that um compassion is very much a state of being like it is about that um that feeling of uh and i know you're going to pull out the atlas of the heart so i don't want to steal the the thunder from that but um that shared humanity so like understanding um that someone else is is experiencing something uncomfortable about being human almost um and then kindness is kind of the action that follows from that i think so we can treat someone with compassion and we can treat someone with kindness, but I'm not sure that we can necessarily feel kindness. Kindness is more about the action that comes from feeling compassion towards someone. And it's that sense of like, you know, care that we offer someone. Um, so I think for me, that's the big difference is that kindness is that it's more of that doing, whereas compassion is more of that being. Yes, we can be kind, but I think you know, if, if we really drilled it down, I'm not sure that being kind is actually the thing. I think it's being compassionate and treating someone kindly. 
Yeah, I think that's, and I, I love what, the way you've explained all of that. And I am going to just read the um, the description that's in Brené's book about compassion. So compassion is fueled by the understanding and accepting that we're all made of strength and struggle. No one is immune to pain or suffering. Compassion is not a practice of being better than, or I can fix you. It's a practice based in the beauty and pain of shared humanity. And I just really love that it's like compassion is about understanding that we we all go through difficult times. We all have challenges in our lives. And when you can understand that, you're able to treat people with that sense of understanding, with, with that sense of compassion and, and empathy. And, they, you know, all of these lovely words start to come into play. But the reason that I wanted to talk about kindness this week is because I think it's so undervalued by so much of society. And, you know, one of the examples that I will give, you know, I remember as teenagers, we would all be sitting around, um, you know, talking about the, the boys that were, you know, we fancied and, and knew and all of those sorts of things. And there would definitely have been a couple of them who were like really kind, nice guys, but they were not the ones we fancied. They were the ones who we, you know, quite happily sort of, you know, chatted to and shared everything about, you know, being a teenager with, but we certainly, you know, didn't want to kiss them and I think that's something that is so for such a long time was so true that kindness wasn't something that I valued as being a really attractive quality in somebody and it wasn't until I actually started to unpack me and go through the journey of understanding who I was how I want to show up in the world that I realized that kindness is actually one of my core values and it's something that matters so much. I mean, now I would say that my husband is the kindest man I know, and he's also the most attractive man I know. So they can totally like, you can totally be kind and, and sexy. Um, but it wasn't until I was able to look at myself with compassion. It wasn't until I was able to understand a bit more about the power of kindness that I actually valued it. Does does that make sense to you? It does. It does. Um, and you're right. I think uh, like society has this, I would say, uncomfortable relationship with kindness almost um because i think like if you look at you know if you if you reference the the boys as a teenager being like you know um oh that boy's really hot and he's totally not kind um <laughs> or that guy's really kind i want to be his friend not his anything else lover yeah <laughs> sure a, a teenager would use that word yes um <laughs> i think the um the thing for me about that is that society doesn't or hasn't been telling us that that is an attractive quality or a masculine quality to be kind it's very much a feminine construct it's that concept of nurture and um, support and love which is very much that mother archetype right it's that nourishing I'm going to take care of you because you're not taking care of yourself or because you're not able to take care of yourself kind of feeling and you know that's not something that traditionally has been recognized as a as a strength in men but certainly you know when you and i were talking about it we both recognize in our fathers a real strong value around kindness it it shows up in different ways um you know you hear lots of people talk about oh he'd give the shirt off his back to someone who needed it type of thing um but that's not necessarily seen as being kind but actually, that's exactly what kindness is. It's in recognizing that someone else is struggling with something that's very human and that we have something that will support them to get through that. And, and that that's part of also being human is that we can offer that space and that care and that kindness to someone else. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, it does. And I think what you said about kindness not being recognized really as a masculine trait, I think for women, it's almost gone the other way. It's actually expected. And if you're not kind, if you don't show those sort of nurturing, caring, feminine qualities, I'm just using my air quotations, which of course anyone listening can't see. But if you're not shown, uh, if you're not showing those, then you're judged for that as well. It's that whole thing. If you look at, um, you know, women in power, when they start to, you know, stand up and show those probably more masculine traits of of leadership and and really, you know, stepping forward, being confident, being um, comfortable in, in sharing their voice, that is often that feels quite at odds with that sort of nurturing, gentle, kind sort of image that women have kind of been packaged into. And I think it's something that our generation is really starting to explore and un- and unpack and work out how can we be leading with kindness? How can we value kindness so that it's actually something that is important in a leader rather than having the fight and the, you know, the the will to succeed and the, the you know, that sort of thing. Actually, how do we value, you know, the compassion for others, having empathy for people's understanding, for having kindness for the way people are in the world? Because with that, it allows us to all grow so much more because it's actually a space of expansion, not a space of contraction. And that to me just seems to make sense. But yet it's such a it's so at odds with with a lot of where we are in the world. And and I wonder, how do you think we can try and, you know, make kindness a bit cooler almost? It's like, how do we get kids to kids to want to be kind? Like, I just think it's a really interesting concept. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think it is a really expensive kind of a a thing and and I think that's probably the key to making it more um, I guess normalizing it or bringing it out and allowing it to thrive is that sense of like I think people are more inclined to be kind to each other when they experience kindness towards them right like it's one of those things that like I know you talk a lot about if I shine my light Um, and offer it to someone, then they can shine their light and offer it to someone else. And that's the ripple effect. And I think the ripple effect comes in with kindness a lot, where if we experience someone being kind to us, even if it's not in a moment of particular hardship or darkness or um, despair or or whatever, it, it almost gives us permission then to share that kindness with others, that paying it forward concept. And I think that's what we kind of need to harness as a society is actually like if if I can see you going through something and I can hold space with compassion and I can um you know provide kindness to you then that gives you permission to go out and do the same for someone else when you're in a, a space of of being able to do that and like I th- I think that's very much what we need to be doing and we teach we need to teach that in our children I think you know, we talk to our sons a lot about being kind. You know, if they say something that is somewhat uncomfortable to hear, um, like they've been a little bit mean to someone, then we just remind them gently that actually if that if that's not a kind thing to say, then is it the right thing to say? And so, you know, encouraging our children to be kind to each other, and particularly in those households where there's more than one child, you know, like we encourage our sons to be kind to each other. And I think you're probably the same with your daughters where you 
encourage them to be kind to each other and kind to everybody around them. If we can, if we can teach them that that they're entitled to be treated with kindness as well, then that allows it to grow, right? Like if they if they feel like they are um, receiving kindness, they're more inclined to give it out in abundance, and I think that's how we grow it. Yeah, and I think there's also an element of them needing to understand that they actually being kind to themselves mm. isn't selfish. It isn't all of the things that we were taught about. Like if you put yourself first, then, you know, you're putting everybody else behind you. Whereas actually, I think that's something that we really need to change because I think the problem with kindness, and I think it's something that women have really struggled with is that it, it verges very, very closely to the people pleasing, to the putting other people's needs above our own. And I think that's where we have to be really like clear on what the differences are and being able to articulate that and explain it to our children that actually, you know, putting yourself first and being kind to yourself is absolutely okay. Like it's, that's the first thing, speaking to yourself kindly, you know, not using words like, oh, I'm so silly or I'm so, you know, forgetful or all of those things that, you know, certainly I have to really like check in with myself and make sure that I'm not saying them because when they parrot them back to you, it is truly terrifying. So being able to actually really, explain the value of self-kindness as almost the the starting point to then being able to create the the ripple. Because like I said, I don't think until I realized who I was and that my experiences and what I'd been through and, you know, the beliefs that I had about myself and the, the lack of value that I put on myself until I started to explore that, until I started to understand the impact that had on me showing up in the world, I definitely didn't value something that now is absolutely top of my list because I have that kindness for myself. I think I've I think I've always been a kind person. I think that's that's something that I was brought up to to do that to make sure that other people were looked after and and cared for and and had what they needed, but I don't think I understood the real depth of love that is needed for yourself to be able to really show that for others. And I think that's something that that actually when you do start to explore, you know, who you are in the world and wanting to, you know, show up differently and wanting to not be the, the people pleaser that so many of us are and we, you know, we have to work on that all the time, like realising that, that you have to be kind to yourself and that you have to be able to learn to really love who you are before you can really see that in others is something that I don't, I don't think I realised and even now reflecting back, it's probably only something that kind of makes sense now. Um, and what I think is really interesting, again, before we were talking about this recording, um, you said, oh, you're going to lead this one because, you know, that I'm I'm not a kind person. And I'm just calling you out on that now because I think you are one of the kindest people with the biggest heart. And yet I've, I find that really interesting that you don't necessarily see that trait in yourself. So it's something that I think we, until we really are able to look at ourselves with love, I think it's a really difficult one to to fully understand the value of it and the, and how other people see it in us as well. I don't know if I've explained that properly. Yeah, and yeah. I know that you're feeling incredibly awkward now again. You can't see us at the moment, but if you could, she's all squirmy and all like, oh, I can't believe she just said these things out loud on our podcast. So <laughs> yeah, we can edit that out. Um, <laughs> I think what came up for me, like through that whole um, dialogue around that was um, that it is intimately and intricately tied to our sense of self-worth 
and our sense of worthiness and deservedness in the world. Like if we feel like we are worthy of kindness, then we probably are more inclined to share kindness with others as well. Um, We're more inclined to see others as being worthy of kindness. And it's very much that mirror effect, isn't it? Where, you know, if if what we see in the mirror is something that we can show compassion and, and kindness to, we're able to share that compassion and kindness with others as well because we're more inclined to see it. Sorry, I'm just going to jump in very quickly there because how many people, and I'm going to put you very much in this bracket at the moment, is how many people are able to be kind and compassionate and loving towards others and yet they don't, when other people try and do it for them or reflect it back, they really struggle with it. Yeah, well, I mean, that that may very well be true. Um, I think I I still think it's you know intimately tied to um, our sense of self worth and our our sense of deserving that that type of thing. I think you know realistically, like if you want to use me as a reference point, and I'll um, own this wholeheartedly. I think that my ability to be kind to others as opposed to my ability to be kind to myself comes from a wounded energy space rather than a sacred energy space. And so to be able to be kind to myself would require some healing work and some, you know, and and that's ultimately what I think you're getting at is that we need to do the work to heal those things and, and um, come to a place where we can stand in that sacred energy power rather than falling back into the wounded energy and giving of ourselves, not believing that we're worthy of also being given to. So I think, you know, that's probably where it comes from, but it wasn't a very kind thing to um, shed light on that <laughs> in, the, in the podcast. So thanks, Ellie. I love you very much. And it's lucky that I do. Uh, well, it was there was that was not meant to be unkind. I just think it was really it, it was a really interesting um, concept that came up that actually it's really difficult to show yourself kindness when you don't feel worthy of it. And I, the the reason I know that is because I've been in it, that exact space. You know, for many many years, I did not believe that I was I was worthy of the kindness that I would show others. But that was down to my beliefs around my value. And it wasn't until I started doing the work. It wasn't until I was able to have a business partner like you that I was actually able to really start to see it and actually hear when people said things that were nice about me. Actually, say that it like start to believe it to be true because. You know, it would just be like, ah, people are just saying that. And then I think, would I just say that? Would I just say that you're the kindest person I know to blow smoke up your ass? Absolutely not. That is totally not who I am. It's never been who I am. I would think others would be saying that to me. They would be saying it because it's not true. So I think so much in like how we see ourselves in the world and how we we show up and how we believe we can be is all tied up with this kindness. And the more we value kindness as an attribute, the more attractive we see it in others, the more we're going to want to see it in ourselves. And hopefully that'll mean we can be kinder to ourselves in the long run. But it's, um, I really didn't, you know, mean to make you feel any sort of uncomfortableness or maybe a teeny tiny bit, but only because I know that I think it's, (laughs) I think you can, you can handle it. And actually, your experiences are really important for people listening, because a lot of people, I have no doubt, will be sitting there thinking exactly the same thing. So sorry, but you had a job to do that. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, kindness is uh, something that we, we do undervalue in ourselves and in others. And, you know, kindness isn't something that requires a lot of energy. 
It's not something that requires a lot of us um, sometimes other than just showing up. Um, sometimes that's the kindest thing we can do. And um, and I think we need to get better at valuing kindness so that we can stop putting too much emphasis on the other the other things, right? Like being kind isn't about giving someone a whole pile of money or, um, you know, showering them with gifts and all of that sort of stuff. Kindness is showing up when someone is um, sending you a message saying, hey, I just don't like myself today. Kindness is, you know, showing up for a friend who has been unwell and hasn't been eating properly because it takes more energy than she has or, you know, those, those types of things. Kindness is also showing, is allowing yourself to send the message to your friend yeah. saying, actually, I I could really do with a friend at the moment. Like that yeah. is being kind to yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's something that we deeply undervalue um, as women and as a society. Um, and I think it is because kindness for a lot of us is rooted in woundedness. It's, it's about, and I'll own this too, because, you know, it's a sorry, not sorry podcast. And that's, I just appear to be at the bottom of that pile. But I think the, like being able to offer the kindness that you desire for yourself to others is something that if we reframe it and we do the work behind it, there's, there's real power in that. Um, because it's letting the you place value on that stuff. So, you know, in, the, in that sending off the text, it's letting the universe know, actually, like I understand that when someone needs to feel loved and and compassion and kindness, that sometimes all they need is just to be able to pick up their phone and send me a message and I'm open for that. And so I think there's, you know, there's lots to be, lots to be unpacked around all of that stuff. But the, the key is, that we we do have to do the work to to heal the woundedness around our own sense of worth, our sense of others' worth, and that compassion. And when we can invite compassion in, then I think kindness just becomes the new normal. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And you know, it's a key part of the the goddess mindset is about having compassion, compassion for yourself, compassion for others, compassion for a situation as well, you know, being able to really understand that actually, not everything feels the same for other people and, and something might feel okay for you and others might really struggle. Having that sort of understanding and being able to, to use compassionate eyes to see what's going on in the world is really important. And again, it, it's things that are slowly becoming more valuable um, and more valued. But as far as I'm concerned, definitely not quick enough because we need lots and lots of compassion. Like, you know, what we're going through at the moment, um, we're recording this in, in February 2022. So COVID is still um, very much a big thing in the world. And there's lots of people who have very different views on the way that it should be handled. There are different views about you know the responsibility of individuals. There's different views about the responsibility of government. And it can become very easy to get very angry, to get very judgmental, to become very, you know, that my opinion is right. And that's the only way that we're going to going to solve it is by me proving that I'm right. And I think if we could all start to be a bit more compassionate, 
to people, then actually maybe that would start to help a little bit more if we could, rather than being, you know, thinking that the people who don't want to have the vaccinations are X, Y, or Z, or the people who don't want to wear masks, or the people who want to wear masks, or the people who want to have the vaccinations, like whichever side you sit on all of this, and, and it's all personal choice, and I'm all for that. But I think we have to be able to treat other people with respect and compassion in order for it to work. And I think that's what's got lost at the moment. I feel like, you know, if we could and, you know, anyone in New Zealand listening will know that Jacinda's whole thing throughout, you know, COVID has been treating people with kindness. And I think it's the piece that is starting to to fray a bit at the edges. And, and it often does when things get fraught and when tension comes and when there's pressure it's it's much harder to be kind but if we could all tune into that like treating each other with kindness and compassion i just i honestly believe the world would be a better place for it and that is what i will be preaching from now on on my little soapbox so uh, <laughs> if anyone wants to join me always lots of room for others on this soapbox of mine <laughs> yeah indeed in fact she'll build it higher just so that you can stand higher um yeah i think the I think you're absolutely right. I think that's part of the reason that, especially in New Zealand, that we have managed to come through the pandemic with, um, you know, mostly intact. <laughs> um, and, you know, it is starting to fray at the edges um, because I think a lot of people have got to that point where um, kindness isn't enough for them anymore. They're starting to lose that that connection with the compassion. But realistically, like, whatever it is that we're going through as as a you know a global society as a as humanity it's it is a shared experience yes you may not experience it the same as i do but we are all in this together we are all in this moment together um we are all spiritual beings having a human experience and that human experience is fucking hard right like it, there's no denying it no one goes through life from start to finish thriving there is always going to be struggle. There is always going to be difficulty, challenge, but there's also going to be moments of success and moments of triumph and all of those things. And we just need to have compassion for each other and acknowledge that actually what connects you and I, it's not the work that we do. I mean, yes, we work together, obviously. And, you know, we're both wives, we're both mothers, we're both sisters, we're both daughters, we're both friends, all of those things. But actually what connects us at the core is that we're both humans that are going through life and every day there'll be some things that feel really good and some things that feel really hard and sometimes there'll be things that come up that are all-encompassing and other times there'll be things that just make us feel complete ease and flow. But the connectedness that we have is about the fact that we understand that whatever is happening for me you're also having a human experience and it's also sometimes hard and it's also sometimes uncomfortable. And like that shared humanity is what creates the compassion, I think. And so we just need to have that lens on in my view. Yeah. Well, I think it's a perfect view and thank you for sharing and thank you for being vulnerable as well. I know that I threw me under the bus. Yes. Well, <laughs> I actually don't like that phrase because, yes. because that's actually not true because it wasn't. If I was throwing you under the bus, then I would do it a way lot harder than that. It was never <laughs> meant to be like that. So yeah. No, um, I know. I know. I appreciate I th- it. I th- and I think you're right. Like it is necessary to have these conversations and to be, you know, Brene Brown would certainly, you know, encourage the vulnerability and the sharing 
because again, shared humanity creates that compassion. And so, you know, I'm, I am an open book for the most part. And um, I thank you friend for rolling out the red carpet and allowing me to walk along um, <laughs> and walking alongside me. I'm always, always grateful that you're at my side. So I appreciate you. That is indeed where I am. And thank you very much for listening. If you would like to um, like, subscribe, all the usual things, that would be wonderful. And it's also worth checking out in our show notes at the moment. We have got a beautiful workshop coming up at the end of February called Awakening Your Goddess Mindset. It's going to be a fabulous week of um, sharing lots of great content, um, some really useful ways and stepping into you know that goddess mindset, being more compassionate for yourself, for others, learning about natural science cycles understanding how you fit into the world and how to not worry about what other people think so much it's going to be really awesome so i really recommend you sign up get in touch any questions you know where we are we love to connect so thank you very much um thank you erin my amazing business partner for being here and making all of this possible and we look forward to catching up with you next time you've been listening to she is wise with ellie bell and erin hodson if you've enjoyed this conversation please remember to subscribe so you can join us next time And if you haven't already, please consider leaving us a review or sharing this podcast with your friends. Thanks so much for joining us and we will catch you on the next episode.